0: Welcome back to Carving Stone Podcast where our positive news articles come to life. I'm your host Naisha Stone, and I'm also the founder of Carven Stone, your weekly source of positive news. So to our loyal listeners um if you were trying to listen to an episode last week, we did miss our very first week, um but you know life goes on, so we be back on another Tuesday. Um, interviewing another great guest and I'm really excited to have this guest on because the topic is mentorship and so this our next guest is all about being a mentor and promoting mentorship and as I was just telling him I didn't know what that meant when I first uh, when I first met him so I'm really excited to tell him about my experience and just like overall and for you all to hear about what he does so let me bring on Linnell Rainey of executive he's the executive director of mentor greater Milwaukee I remember meeting him in 2017 but how you how you doing Linnell
1: I'm well thank you for reaching out thanks for having me I am excited to be on with you today and congratulations to all your success I've been watching you blow up since 2017 as well so pleasure to be here
0: oh no thank you um I've been seeing you too like you you're a huge name um in the <laughs> city like you have a you, you, your name holds a lot of weight um so thank you for being here thank so you. one of the first things I want to bring up is can you just talk about the organization Mentor Greater Milwaukee and just overall like why you took this position as executive director
1: Sure. Um, so Mentor Greater Milwaukee, you know, in layman's terms, I like to explain it to people. We're simply a a, a navigator and a conduit of, of mentorship. We make sure that programs who want to do and provide mentoring have the right supports, right? We believe if you're gonna do this thing called mentoring, that you're prepared to work toward our young people at a high level. So we provide training, professional development one-on-one technical assistance. Um, And then we're an advocate. So our job is really to go out and preach the gospel, so to speak, on why mentorship is so important. So we do a lot of speaking engagement, a lot of um, um, panels around just people getting involved in mentoring. Um, And then the third thing is recruitment. How do we help programs get mentors? Like there's so many wait lists for young people who are waiting in programs to have a mentor. Um, data talks about one in three young people are without a mentor. Um, and then let me say that differently. I like to say it differently. One in three young people are without a positive mentor because there's a lot of people on this block and in the that don't wanna be a positive mentor but just staring our young people away. So that's what Mentor Greater Milwaukee does. Really we're just a, a an organization that wants to make sure that mentorship is happening happening at a high level and that young that people are are prepared to serve our young people in the capacity of a mentor.
0: That's interesting that you put the word positive in front of mentor because you literally just opened up my mind. Because when I hear the word mentor, I always thought of great things, right? But anybody could be a mentor. So and in the wrong ways. So can you just describe basically like like you said, like to so like if you was talking to my nephew who's seven, like what is a mentor? And then can you describe the type of mentor that you want our our youth to have.
1: Absolutely. So when you think about a mentor um, in a a young person's life, we we really like to say it's someone who's willing to be a guide on the side, right? And really helping a young person navigate life. Um, We say there's really three simple things that someone needs to have and to be a mentor. One, they have to be open and vulnerable as an adult, which means you have to be ready to really express yourself in a way that we traditionally don't do with young people. Uh, I grew up in an era when my daddy and my mom used to say, a young person should be seen and not heard. Uh, But now we're in an era where we gotta give young people a voice. So one of the things that a mentor has to do is be open and vulnerable. Because when you're open and vulnerable, the second thing that you're willing to do is share your story. And too many times, people wanna hear about Linnell in the now, not understanding what Linnell looked back back in the day, like, you know, when he was struggling to understand his own identity, right? And so, and trying to figure out what he wanted to be and what he wanted to do and how he was going to get there. So you have to be able to be willing to share your story. And then the third thing, which is super important, is a commitment to cultural competency. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is it's just not about race, right? It's just also about neighborhoods we grow up in, how we were raised in our household, mm-hmm. you know, our economic status, you know, male, female, like, understanding cultural competency is critical to supporting to a young person. So when you think about your seven-year-old nephew, someone has to come in willing to look at that seven-year-old and not be like, all right, young man, you're going to do this, 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 and this, this. No, like I got to figure out who he is. What do you like to do? Encourage him to do that. Give him words of affirmation. So as he's growing up and getting older, he's starting to believe in himself more because a lot of times our like, young people don't hear quote unquote that. And, um, and we want to make sure that mentors are prepared to really be supportive of young people in that positive way in, in, in those three things that I just mentioned.
0: The other day, my nephew, he was like, uh, always make sure, I always tell him, I'm like, you're really intelligent. And we all like, kind of been saying it. He was like, why does everyone tell me that? Yeah. I'm like, because you are. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Words of affirmation are powerful. And a lot of kids just don't hear it often enough. And so they struggle. That's why a lot of kids don't think they can go to college. Because so many times they're told, well, maybe you should think about this or their grades or they struggle in school not knowing, hey, I can get a 2.0 and still say go to MATC and still go to a four-year college. Like, But because of words sometimes or that guide on the side, sometimes our kids get lost because of those words. So.
0: I love it. Like, you're teaching me. You've been teaching me a lot since I met you. We met at when you were at the Black and Latino Male Achievement for mps And I remember I was just, I literally just looked it up. So the article I did on you came out October 14, 2017, for the wow. Milwaukee Courier. Yes. And I started Carter Stone january 21st 2017 so i had just started Carverstone and i had just started like writing for the milwaukee courier and then like you were kind of like one of the first stories and one of the first people like in the business world that kind of like saw my light and i remember you inviting me out to lunch i was too nervous to let you buy me anything i'm like i don't know how to <laughs> gotta let us
1: um, pour into you but no i remember that that was i remember that because the other thing i remember is I think you went to that little video high school. Um, dang, what's the name of that little school? You Don't
0: you do us like, that. and I was just to your son about this. Don't you? Do- <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, go. Rufus King.
1: Uh, go Riverside. East saw Tiger till I die. You already know. Yes, yes, yes. Exciting though, but I remember that time, and I I knew you were going to do big things, and you, you you're not done yet. So you're far from being done.
0: Thank you. So I actually want to uh, stay on that topic because when I met you, I, I remember interviewing you about like mentorship, mm-hmm. and at that time I think well I was like 20, so now I'm 26, going on 27, and I didn't know what the, like I heard the word mentor and I, I heard it a lot, and I'm like that's a person that's supposed to you know somebody you're supposed to confine or something like that, mm-hmm. and until I think I think it was two years later, that's when I finally got my first mentor. And it changed my whole life. So I never really got to talk about it. So Q Ellie Me from Young Enterprise Society, yes. he became my like my mentor. And I basically like, forced him to be my mentor because I remember I was working for the Marquee Courier and I kind of wanted to go full time on Carvington Stone. And I was like, I just need something that's going to fund me or just give me something uh, for me to go full time. So I heard a blueprint from my older cousin who lives in Georgia. I didn't know what the heck a celebrator was. I applied for it, didn't get in. And Q was like, you. Um, and I, I reached out to Q and I'm like, can you teach me why I didn't get in? I don't know what these terms mean. I don't know what a pitch deck is. And so for, I don't know, for a very long time in 2019 and to 2020, he let me come into his office and multiple times out the week, and we would spend hours and he would teach me how to, what, what do my numbers mean with my business? And before we got to that point, creating a business model. So to the point where he was like, you have a hobby and so you need to start making money. So I didn't even know what the term business model was. Right. And so like, he was like, he went, and he taught me like what the pitch deck was, business model. And I still, I still really didn't understand the terms, but he spent, spent time with me. He would make me run on a big whiteboard. And I used to be so nervous, like right in front of him. And he'd be like, you got to learn these numbers. And I'm like, I don't know what you mean by numbers. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? And um, I was, and I was learning this stuff. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to let you into this program. You, you're going to be the underdog. But I'm going to let you into this program. And so I got into the program and then I met um, a teacher named Symetria, um, who I just met with not too long ago. Uh, but long story short, though, he spent so much time with me and, like, literally for, like, a year or two, he really taught me, like, how to become a businesswoman because I was trained in journalism. And so he taught me, you know, how to go up to people, how to, you know, how to talk to people, um, you know, how to present yourself, certain stuff like that. And, I, and he helped me personalize too. I was going through a lot of stuff. And so sometimes I'm like, can I please just come into your office? Like, I won't say nothing. He's like, just come on. And, like, right. we'll work together silently. And that literally, like, changed my life. And then the pandemic hit. And so, like, our, our relationship kind of fell off. And then recently, within the last year, I met um, a woman named LaTanya from Northwestern Mutual. Okay. And I just literally left her house yesterday. Uh, she let me spend it at her house. She's in Chicago. And she is my first black woman mentor. So, mm-hmm. he's my he was my first mentor. He's a black man. But to have a woman she's black, oh, okay. my God, it has yes, changed yes. my life. Like, she it. has been able to, like, get to me in other ways that Q could not. Cause he's a man she's been able to like hey sometimes you're a little bit too aggressive sometimes you need to be open to criticism like and on top of that she owned me on the business side this is how you close a deal and ever since then i've been closing deals like she sat right. down and taught me tools and taking the time and she's listening to beautiful. me and like man i did not understand what mentor mean. and so now with Carbon stone we're kind of changing like what we're doing so instead of just giving funding to specifically just any kind of entrepreneur i really want to stay on our mission of supporting black and brown journalists right so how do I be start to become a leader how do I become a mentor and because I know a lot of knowledge for me to be 26 and I've done a lot and experienced a lot and there are a lot of people right under me or like been asking me like how did you do what you do I don't know how to explain it I don't I never felt like I was ready but the, the way they've impacted me I'm like I'm I think I'm ready but I don't know right, right, right. but to say all that to say um do you remember your first mentor and like um, how did that impact you? And and what type of mentor do you want to be?
1: Absolutely. So my my first, I think true invested mentor um was one of my freshman year homeroom teacher, Thomas Wilde. Mr. Wilde, um, it was so interesting because it was his first year at Riverside, and I was a freshman. And you know, like I said, I even though I, I wasn't a bad kid, but you know, I would challenge you, right? Like and me and my crew challenge Mr. Wilde, but What was special about Mr. Wild is what he saw in me, but then how he communicated it, right? And what I mean by that is, it was in subtle ways. And I tell people this all the time because I think it's important. Like, I had two wonderful parents who were very engaged, loving, spoke words of affirmation. My mother was a hugger, kisser, lover, you're going to be great, you're going to be this. But Mr. Wild almost reaffirmed things I didn't think my... I didn't think my, when my parents would say things, I didn't believe almost, right? Like, you're this, you're that. And I'd be like, eh, I'm not all that, like, right? And he would do that. So freshman year through senior year, we just had this, like, connection to the point where I tell people, my senior year, it was January 1990. So, yeah,
0: right. And I (laughs) remember,
1: don't have to say it out loud. No, you don't. (laughs) but I remember him coming up to me and going, so what school are we going to next year? College. And at the time I hadn't applied anywhere and I'm just sitting there. And then back in the day, you did your college applications by hand. So I remember him standing up over me. I was at a desk and he dropped a, a folder and he said, you're going to Morehouse. And it was the Morehouse college application. It was the only college application I did. And it was the only college I got into at the time. And I was, didn't realize until later how dedicated he was because of what he saw in me. He didn't try to control me. He didn't try to make me think of, do something I didn't want to do. He just was on the side knowing where I needed the right supports. And that's the key to a mentor is understanding the person you with and just helping them navigate where they want to go. My job isn't to say, I'm going to make sure you do X. No, my job is to say, what do you want to do? Okay, how do I help you do that? And and that's the thing that's critical, I think, to mentorship. So even though I went to school, thought I was going to be a business major, then I thought I was going to be a lawyer, then I thought I was going to be an FBI agent, <laughs> I realized, dude, I, my heart was with kind of social service, right? Being a servant leader. Um, And so I think I realized back in the day, I think one of my first jobs in college is i was with the ymca and i ran a summer program for like eight weeks and had like 10 students so i'm like 20 i got these 10 kids i'm working with i don't know what i'm doing Cause at the time i didn't think i like working with kids like that at all but then it clicked and so for me ever since then and that was 93 ish ever since then i've kind of like found my niche and i never thought i would be here per se but That Mr. Wild was one of the most important pieces of my puzzle when, I as a young person um, in high school, needing that support. I
0: love that because I can totally agree. Like I'm like living in it right now, still like getting the mentorship and still like really becoming who, becoming who I am. Because I still don't know fully who I am, and even becoming aware of that. So like, um, just recently, I had to like move back home from like living in Georgia, and so like that really like hurt hurt me like personal wise, and then. I never, like, admitted, like, all the things I was going through, like, over the years. I just kind of held them in because I started Carverstone when I was 20. And nobody knows how hard it's been, like, and, like, to get a lot of money. Like, at one point, like, I had made, like, 80000 one year, and we didn't have nothing to show for it because I never knew cash flow. And they had management. And I was so embarrassed to, like, admit those type of things. And then, like, but you still got to keep going. I'm still doing, like, interviews every day, still doing these meetings and celebratory program Like, literally look all good. But, like, on the back end, I was, like, dying inside. And so, like through this mentorship, like with Q and Latanya, um, it took until now until Latanya was like, and from my granny, like, I think you need to start going to therapy. And so, mm-hmm. I reached out to some people, and I'm eventually going to start going to therapy. So, like, it took mentorship for me to even get to that point to become self aware of like the anger that I like been facing and just being okay with that and being like, all right, th- you can find tools to like help with that. But I was hiding like so much stuff in over my 20s, not knowing it was like a lot of childhood trauma that mm. I never got over but now I realize now it's coming back and so like my mentors um they have really helped me just to realize more of who I am and that has been like so scary to admit because like you know you want to admit that you're like perfect right, right, especially, right. Like, especially with social media they make it seem like you're supposed to have everything like I've lost friends right. like over the last mm. few years and like we don't talk about none of that it's just especially because I do positive news I have been like so scared to like show the other side because I like, what if I lose followers what is this but i'm not okay my company can't be okay and so how do you as a mentor how do you when your your mentee is going through things how do you how do you decide how to guide them especially when it's like some really rough stuff like how do you how do you put you know how how do you how do you how do you handle those type of things
1: well it goes back to that point one of being what it means to be a mentor being open and vulnerable right like we all go through things right like and, and they're not always mirror or equal things But you have to remember what it felt like when you were going through what you were going through, whatever that looked like as a mentor. So when you're a person you're mentoring is navigating these issues, you have to be transparent enough to say, hey, I'm noticing this, or I saw this, or you should do this. One of the things I try to tell people is, it's healthy to have multiple mentors in your life. Like It shouldn't be, um, oh, just this one. Like there should be people in your life that you see once a year, twice a year. And they're there, you know, they're a mentor because when they get with you, they always drop these nuggets. Then there's this regular mentor that you can call every day if you wanted to, and they can be there. But when you surround yourself with a circle of influence of different people and different mindsets, as you're dealing with life stuff, you have these multiple people who have different perspectives that then help you get this look in the mirror and say, dang, dog, like you are this, like your imposter syndrome is on a thousand, like you have to be, but sometimes the other individuals do that, like I have peer mentors, I have professional mentors, I have personal mentors, like I have dedicated myself to understanding the importance of kind of what we call the power five, like surrounding yourself with those individuals who are able to help you navigate your life stuff. And so mentors have to remember what it felt to go through their stuff. So then they're able to really help their person work through whatever it is they're going through and and, and be honest enough to know that I'm also not a know-it-all. Like my job as a mentor is not to be a know-it-all. My job is to be able to say, ooh, baby, I need to connect you with... Such and such, because that's <laughs> out my wheelhouse, right? Like, and being able to be comfortable enough to do that, because then that's when you succeed. I think in um being a true advocate and supporter for the person you're mentoring.
0: Man, I lo- I'm loving the conversation. This going got deep. Um, on a on a good note, so you, I just recently read, I think on Milwaukee Day that you submitted a proposal or something, uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the Milwaukee County through the American Rescue Plan Act. Um can you speak a little bit on that? Um, do you know when it's gonna get approved or if it has got approved and, and just just that overall um, absolutely
1: we were approved last Thursday. Yeah, so yeah. So super excited. So, you know, in context, we have been operating Mentor Greater Milwaukee with two staff now going on five years, right? And our 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 capacity is getting was getting really like narrow. Like I literally do like social media posts i'm doing websites i'm doing the grant writing i'm doing the speaking engagement i'm doing the training so we you know in order for us to i think reach more people around the advocacy of mentoring this is what this grant is going to allow us to do add some add a staff person hopefully but then really get more visible Um, you said earlier that one of the things that we notice is adults have a fear of mentoring like, they they like, I don't know what that is, but no, nah, you know, because because in their mind, they think mentorship is kind of sometimes boxed into, like, working with troubled kids only. We really want to advocate around the importance of mentoring for every kid, whether you're a 4.0 or a 0.40. Every young person needs a mentor. So part of this grant we're going to be using to do community-based kind of workshops trainings around what mentorship is, right? Not overwhelming, but enough to plant seeds where people can go, Hmm. i'm going yeah see right like and we want that's what we want like come drop in ask the questions and then walk away like you know what i want to do that like i want to do more so we're going to be and then then we get to kind of branch out to the entire county like we want to be in the green fields and the west alices you know we want to spread out where every young person is because we also believe true mentorship help also what kind of cultural issues or, or race issues we're seeing in our city in our county and bridging some of that gap is learning about each other. Mentors learn just as much from their kids as kids learn from their mentors. And when we think about understanding how young people think then I can get better as an adult to help. So we're super excited about the dollars we were just voted on last Thursday. And um, part of that too is gonna be helping schools create peer mentoring models. So in the next two years, we're hoping to create 20 peer mentoring programs in schools. Where young people are now supporting each other and helping the, with the dynamics of when young people are struggling, because sometimes young people got to talk to each other too, right? And we want to be able to have a mentoring kind of mindset amongst the young people as well.
0: We kind of had something like that at King called Link Crew Leaders.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it they like they helped the freshmen like a little bit, like kind of guide yeah. you like to your your locker and stuff like that. I would love to see that program expand because I remember having. Basically, like the cheerleader captain, and I feel like the coolest person in the world. And I'm like, she had show me to my locker, show me right, head. right. And so those things are really, really important. I didn't even think about that. Like that's, that's really, so. That's think great about
1: great that thing. though. Expand that thought process to what if? What if it looks like if? Let's say, you know, seniors are doing. Let's say seniors do sophomores, juniors do freshmen. So the entire school is engaged. So as people are growing, if I'm a freshman, and I had a, a mentor my first two years, someone I can really get with connect with like dude this is some bull for me people don't realize that freshman year is where most kids drop out
0: I gave up freshman year I did I was going so well in school but then honestly I know my family got so used to me doing good in school that I just stopped being recognition so when I got to King I think I got like a 3.0 the first semester and I said fuck it
1: it was a wrap because you get in that mental drain like to your point, like that was me. Like in through middle school, I was 3.7, 3.8. I think my freshman year, my first or fourth quarter, to your point. Now I stayed in school, but my numbers started to drop because again, I didn't know, even know how I fit in in high school anymore. Listen, when I came in freshman year, I was a five foot high dude, <laughs> I weigh 102 pounds, like could stuff me in a locker like that. So I didn't even know how I fit in identity from that standpoint. Luckily, I had a circle of, young, of brothers who I still hang out with this day. I got the same circle of friends from
0: 1986. That's nuts. That's nuts.
1: (laughs) Bananas. But think about we've grown together, but we're different individuals. But we grew. And so for me, peer mentorship was that. I had one of my homeboys to this day and I call them my brothers to this day. Then we're like, like they're blood to us. But I remember he said, fam, y'all saved my life. He said, peer, he said, I didn't realize it was peer mentoring then, but at one point in time in my life, I, I didn't even want it anymore. And I was really, I was just wanting to be reckless, but y'all kept me here and not knowing like that's how he felt, but that's how I felt about them. Right. Like, and so I wanted to be intentional now where we're saying, I got you. I got you, bro. Like I'm your mentor. Like, you're my mentor. we the same age, but I got you. Like, I want that to be just a, a a, just a natural thing like one of the things i think i'm proud of that mentor has done is we've heightened the the use of the word mentorship yes i really
0: have man i ain't never heard that word so so much i love it like
1: and that's the geek that gets me so geeked that i see people now and i see even organizations saying it more and they never really said it but that's that's what we want we want schools organizations companies to understanding that mentorship is a real tool a real tool that gets young people to feel supported right like there's kids i you know i used to do boys and girls club i was with the boys and girls club for like 15 years right and i remember one time true story i went to brownstone and i'm sitting there getting i'm eating and i you know and i look up and i heard somebody go mr linnell It was one of my first members of the club I opened back in 04. Wow. And she looked at me and she was like, she wanted to buy me a drink. She was like, no, 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 you saved my life. And she's 32 now, maybe 33 or somewhere around there. That's the impact mentorship has when you don't even know you're doing it. Right. Like, and that's the way we want it to be so natural that we want teachers to Have these relationships that change people. Like even if you're not my student, that's how it's supposed to be. I walk the halls. You see me. Look Let me highlight the body. Like that's how it's supposed to be, and that's where we really push it. So we're so excited to hear the word mentoring being used just regularly, and that's what drives us and pushes us.
0: Congratulations on the grant. I think that's a huge deal, and I really hope y'all get some more people because I know how it is. One person show up here just until a few few more months i'm gonna get we gonna get some people there we go uh, we definitely gonna get some people i here. love it so you are a father and a husband yes. i wanna um shout out to your, your son brandon he has for one, he has been so dope he has been very he has been advocating for me uh when it comes to like quad and like getting new awesome. film um shout out to him but how have would it so when it comes to being a father right how how do you be a mentor but still be a father like have you yeah. have you incorporated that or like how did how, did, how have you yeah, have you done
1: that well this you know what I learned and and here's the deal like you know being a father, I've made a lot of mistakes. I just I've hit my head on the ceiling and everything thinking I'm supposed to be a father this way. but what I learned with mentorship is allowing my kids to have someone else they can lean in on and talk to like when it was when we were beefing and any of the kids and I'm like, yo, Miss Keita, can you do this or such and such? Can you do this? Dang. Like my kids were fortunate. They grew up in a club when I was with the club. So they had some 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 mentors there. But one thing I learned as a parent is, again, how do I make sure my kids are surrounded with individuals who care and love them and can help guide them on their goals so they don't always have to just hear it from me? Right, so the fact that even you talked about Brandon, right? Like Brandon went to school; he thought he was gonna be in marketing and communications. Now here we go doing community stuff, right? Like, and he like, dude, I never knew like this is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then you know, you think about like, you know, all my other kids who, you know, like Jalen now, uh, who was his second older brother, he's coaching as a mentor at Brown Deer Golf. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then their older brother, Markel, he's the quiet, like, introverted, like, I don't mess with none of y'all, but the moment he gets a chance to pour into, like, his nephews, he transforms. And then Lene, the the, the daughter, the younger one, now she's a school cat She works at a school as a counselor, as she wants to be a counselor. So when you think about, like, for me as a parent, they're they're doing the things that I, I have done, which makes me proud, but I think they're doing it more so because of other individuals, i.e. their mentors, who reconfirm like who they were and then were saying and it would say so, your dad loves you. Don't forget that. But this is who you are. And I think that's what's important as a parent is we have to learn to allow others to help our babies and not think we have to do it all. And I think that's where I learned, um, I think as a parent to do that. So
0: I recently learned, um, I recently learned that I went, I went to the bus game, um, and it was some other businesses there. And she was saying that a child needs at least one other person that is not their parent in their life, like one other person. And that was, that would change their whole life. And she was kind of talking about me and my nephew, cause I took him to his first bus game. And I, basically I've been raising them, you know, like with the help of like the, you know, helping provide, being like an extra parent right. and I was I always wonder like why I was like just a little bit different from my siblings, but it was because I had so many surrounding families. Like I would like literally go into other people's families and spend so much time with them, and then their parents would pour into me, and then I learned so much. Like oh, this is how some people live. This is how you greet people because some things I wasn't learning at home, so I went and learned them at other places, and I never realized how much that freaking shaped me. So I just want to say thank you for what you do because you. I never thought of the word mentor until literally I think I met you. And then that's when gave me the idea of, like, when I met Q and I'm like, he's doing mentor stuff. You're my mm-hmm. mentor now. And so then that's when he became my mentor. And so, like, just even knowing those terms and knowing that's a possibility and just and like you said, there's all different types of relationships. So just yes. figuring out what works for you. But I think everyone should go out and get a mentor. So the last question I have for you is when people listen to this podcast, what do you want them to get from me?
1: One that we can't keep talking about the problems of our city and not try to figure out how to be a part of the solution. I'm not saying mentorship is the end all be all, but there's something about when we as adults decide to step into a space of supporting kids that we can see a change and transformation because it's also about changing the narrative and and, and, and being engaged. So I want people to understand that mentoring works. Now, if you're scared, go, go to a school and say, be a part of a book club and work with young people that way. You can be a mentor and still read books and do help with homework, like, and still talk about life stuff. So if people can just go out and find how, a way to be involved, even if they're 26, 24, and want to go to a middle school or a grade school, young people need to see adults who care at all ages. And, and that's important. And then so they can go to milwaukeementor.com to learn more about us. Um, there's a, um, a, a dropdown box that says get involved and you can sign up to be a mentor. And what it'll do is, it'll give you over 50 programs in the city of Milwaukee alone that people probably can connect to. And if they're still a little bit worried, when we start scheduling our workshops, they can come to one of our workshops and just hear more about what is a mentor, tell me more, and then we can help guide them a little bit more. So we gotta do better. We got to do more. We got to support our young people. We got to stop throwing them all in one little box and saying, what's wrong with all these kids? It ain't, listen, ain't all these kids, man. It's it's a very small percentage that's doing all the stuff, but then there's a whole population that don't have the supports to help get them to the next level. And that's what we want to see, and that's what we want to do.
0: I love it. Thank you for definitely saying that, that. it's just a few of them, and that don't forget about everybody, though. Like, you cannot... Right. Like, you cannot forget about our kids. I definitely felt forgotten about, and I wish I had a mentor a lot uh, earlier in my life. Um, but I'm glad I am where I am now. So, again, thank you for what you do. Make sure y'all reach out. Support them. If y'all want to invest in them, give us some money. Why not? Right, do donate. Monday. There's a donate
1: button on the website. Definitely. Donate like yeah. to them,
0: because I'm telling you, like, labor-proof, like, I really, it like, Q and Latonya have really, like, changed me, and I shout out to them, for real. Like, shout I out to Q and
1: I love it. I love it.
0: So y'all listen to the Carving Stone podcast. Um, Season one is slowly coming to an end. Um, Last episode is going to be at the end of May. So make sure y'all stay tuned in. And always remember, in the end, everything will be carved in stone. In the end, everything will be carved in stone.